What's up, everybody? This is your boy Eric from Easy Computer Solutions, the Tech Preacher. Welcome to the Tech Preacher Podcast. That's what I'm talking about. All right, so I got a special guest today. I got Michael Pepper Tech Talk in the building. We're going to chop it up for a little while. We're going to talk about it. Make sure you subscribe and make sure you check it out. And I'm a, I believe all his links down in the description below if you want to check his channel out. Michael Pepper, y'all, what's up, man? What's up, Eric? Man, you I'm know, a- <laughs> I'm super excited. <laughs> yeah, man. You know, I mean, I, 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 I've been doing... This this is number eleven, by the way. This podcast number eleven. I started this podcast eleven weeks ago, with the sole purpose of giving somebody, giving the audience something different, something more. This a flavor, you know, and bringing different guests in from different genres. It don't have to be about tech. It could be about anything else. But we gonna talk a little bit about tech and everything else in between. But uh, I know you've been following me, and I've been following you, and and uh, I've been watching your channel. You've been watching mine, and you've been you know, here, there, and man, you, you, you talk a, some good knowledge, man. I, I watch your uh, live streams and, uh, man, you talk really good about a lot of different aspects about tech and not only that, but you got two new fresh devices over there in the vivo selection. And, um, is this your first international devices? So I bought a, um, way 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 back in the day so this would be when i first found you and jay williams i bought the me a11 light i think it was Uh, remember back in the day when they had the a11 light series Uh and i bought it on amazon and immediately returned it because Uh it wouldn't work with my carrier at the time i you know t-mobile was like non-existent (laughs) in the area i had i was using like track phone or something which you know would use verizon or at&t towers And so it was a great device. And for the price, I think I paid like $130 for it. It was great. But I I just couldn't use it because at the time I wasn't carrying multiple devices. So it had to be my primary and that just wouldn't work for me. So that was technically my first, I guess, international. But more recently would be the Huawei Mate 30 Pro, which I still have. And that device is beautiful and... It reminds me, the Vivo X80 Pro reminds me of that device a lot. Like Mm -hmm. the shape of it, the edges, just the feel of it, the way the top and the bottom are, the corners, the weight of it, everything just really reminds me of that. The solid cameras, the, except for the Huawei has the round cameras on the back and Mm -hmm. the Vivo's got the square, except for the, the fold actually I guess reminds me more of the. This is more like the. Ooh, that's a, let me let me tell you something. For everybody that's listening to this podcast, right? You could go to the Tech Preacher Podcast channel and look at the the live footage of it. And I'm gonna tell you, he just pulled up a beautiful, just gorgeous device there. So let me ask you a question about tech, right? What made you start a tech channel? What what got you so riled up? Because I mean, I looked at your tech channel. You know, Michael Pepper Tech Talk. If y'all didn't know. I will, I will leave his uh, link down in the description. You got 782 subscribers, 782 people that that's following you, that believe in you, that, uh, you know, trust in the stuff that you say. And I mean, the videos, your thumbnails are just outstanding. And I, I look at it. I, I was looking at your thumbnails and I, I struggled with it for a while. And, um, when I, when I look at some of your thumbnails, I say, man, you really put a lot of work in it. 
right? Uh, and I mean, it's just absolutely great. And I, I see you got that Vivo on there. Which video I watched, you was in the woods somewhere. I know that that was the X80, the Vivo, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, and I've been following you. Your, your thumbnail's been on point. Everything has been on point. So what made you start YouTube? So I was thinking about that today because I knew you were going to ask that. <laughs> and I was thinking about how I wanted to respond. or And I can't really recall exactly. Uh-huh. But I will say that it was kind of the idea of nobody out there was providing the type of content that I wanted. So everybody's spitting fat. Everybody's either, it was either stats and specs Mm -hmm. or it was like the super vloggy stuff. Mm -hmm. There wasn't the like in between and tell me how you use it. And, you know, is it for me based on how you use it? It was kind of like, a oh, you should buy this because, you know, it has the Snapdragon 8 Gen (laughs) 1 and all this, right? It's that type of thing. And everybody probably says the same thing. But more importantly to that, so... I grew up in a pretty small town. I think our whole entire high school was like 800 students. I My class was like 200 and some students, mm-hmm. almost 300 students. Um, and I was like the nerdy, the nerdy kid, but I also hung out with the kids that played basketball and football and stuff. So people kind of left me alone. I was in that <laughs> middle, <laughs> that middle, middle range. range yeah. But to me, tech is something that we can all talk about. It's kind of like music yeah. or art or um I know that you do baking and you have your cake business. You know, everybody can relate to some sort of form, you know, working with their hands and we all carry tech. And so I just wanted to be able to talk about things and relate to everybody and kind of convey my personality to the rest of the world in a way that makes me comfortable. And I can't, I don't get up on a stage anymore. Um, I get nervous doing that. I have some <laughs> social anxiety stuff, but I can sit and do this. Yeah, but you go deep and, into tech. You go like technical. I mean, you really go into the. Even though you talk about not saying too much about tech specs, but you really do go into deep tech. I mean, we you you talk about analysis and you know you go deeper into different things you know related to tech. You know that that's the. The, the 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 what I take out of it, like when I watch your channel and when I watch your live stream, you go into deep tech, like you know, deeper than what I go into. I talk about specs and I talk about you know my my usage and and stuff like that. But you go into deep though, you go really deep in, and that that's much appreciative and and stuff like that. So I don't know if you say you don't really talk about tech specs too much, but because you go really deep into it, right? Um, I. I try to not do that in a way that's like off-putting to most people though because you know you have some people that are really 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 in like you have to be a t- specific personality to watch certain people like renee ritchie is awesome on his apple content yeah right? but like you have to be a certain type of person to really appreciate that and then you have like uh, max tech is another one yes where he does like the comparisons right and then you have like linus tech tips does things all over the place and he gets some of his stuff goes in really in depth, but then he has like lifestyle. I'm trying to kind of make it so I'm more relatable. Um, my whole mantra of like, I don't only talk tech, I live it is because I want people to know, like, how do you live with that device? Yeah. Like if, if I were to hand you an S 22 ultra, (laughs) but why would I hand you that phone versus like maybe an iPhone, even if you only do, you know, basic, things right these right. two different devices that can all do 
some things really well. Well, maybe you're the type of person that takes in a lot of notes or yeah. you're the type or you're like a business person. Um, you're the person type of person that Dax works well for. For me, um, I've tried it over the years and unfortunately with the things that I need it to be able to do, it's not quite there yet. Right. Right. Um, you know, that's one of the things that like you use it all the time. Yeah. But I just, it's, it, the apps aren't there yet. Some of like the remote desktop software I have to use doesn't interact. With. So for me, those are things that I like to explain and kind of break into yeah. and point uh, to me. It's like, I like to have the discussions that I feel like are important to me that nobody else wants to have. Yeah. Yeah. And I know there's gotta be other people out there that are like, wait a minute, I never would have thought of that. Or, or wait a minute, I appreciate that. And I'm seeing it more and more. Mm-hmm. And I think that, our brains are too evolved as humans to just like <laughs> do the basic stuff with right. it. Like some people want that complex discussion. Some yeah. people want the, the, the depth, but to me, it's the way I interact. It's the way yeah. I communicate with other people. Um, I have this like profound joy mm-hmm. when I talk about tech and also it's how I connected with family. I remember having an iPhone four and when iMessage first came out and I was using the developer beta on like whatever version of iOS back in the day mm-hmm. and like going and hanging out with my cousins at a family gathering and like showing them how this worked or like airdrop and airdropping to my cousin yeah. and being like, Hey, pull out your phone, check this out real quick. <laughs> and my grandpa was the type of person that he had the, you remember the old iMac that was like the half a sphere shape on the bottom? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it had the head that moved around. It kind of reminds me of, is it the Amazon Echo Show? Yeah. Yeah. The Amazon that kind of reminds Show, yeah. me of that. Uh-huh. And uh, my grandpa was the type of person that had sticky notes for all the shortcuts everywhere. So he had sticky notes <laughs> that, you know, had the command Z, but he had like the complex ones. So he was the one that got me to think like beyond... So when I'm talking about how I live with tech and trying to talk to other people about that, it's kind of in a way in memory of my grandpa because he was the type of person that would show you how he used it and not like, oh, this is the specs that are in it, but this is what I do. You know, I'm, I'm excited because I can check my email with it. And if you think about it, you know, back in those days, just to be able to do that was amazing. You mm-hmm. know, the, you didn't have high-speed internet. You're talking about you know, DSL was just starting to be a thing, really. They had dial-up and, like, the excitement with being able to... And even, like, when you could first go online mm-hmm. and also make a phone call, and it didn't interrupt, was such an <laughs> exciting thing and life-changing. And yeah. and I think, you know, one of the things that you've covered in Wired Wednesday, and I feel like you can talk about it over and over again, and it's always evolving, is that tech is not boring. Yeah. It, it's always evolving and we need to see that and we need to appreciate that. And that's something that I hope people kind of get from watching what I do. But, but you know what, here's the thing about what, what I try to educate people about tech, not being boring. You got two phases of this, right? We have tech is not boring because people don't know how to explore their devices for all the features that it has. That's one thing. Uh, the next thing is people have to hold companies accountable for removing features. So I think it's two things about tech. I think a lot of people believe that, okay, they they removed all these features, so tech is boring. But they still have a plethora of features on the certain devices, but we still got the whole of companies accountable for removing features. And not, a, you know, hip, hip, array companies when they remove, you know, the headphone jack or they remove the, the power brick in the box and stuff like that. You know, we, we, we should not make excuses and say, well, you know what? I got a thousand power bricks in a box. I mean, it, you know, in my drawer, I'm not worried about if a company don't put a power brick in a box. I believe 
that if you pay, I don't care if a device costs two bucks, that the necessities need to be in the box. And I think I preach that a lot of people, you know, get to the point where it's making their head hurt. But I, I will, could, and that's what, when I talk about holding companies accountable is that we keep talking about it. We, we don't stop talking about it. We don't give in. We don't give up. We talk about it until eventually the companies be like, Hey, listen, okay, we hear you. We're going to, you know, put back the necessities of devices, right? Because think about it. I mean, a power brick in a box, and I know I harp on this a lot and people get pissed off at me, but I, 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 I talk about this a lot is that it is, that is like a necessity. It's, it's how could you use a device if you never had a, even if you bought previous devices and you had charges, it don't matter. Exactly, right? I bought that, the Z Fold 3, uh, Amazon renewed, and yeah, they sent like a third-party cable and power block, but like I plugged it in, and it came dead. It popped up yeah. to one percent. So I wouldn't have been able to use my phone if it like if if I didn't have other chargers, which I do because I'm a techie. But yeah. like imagine I go, well, I'm an iPhone person. I'm looking for something different. And you got a lightning right? like, cord. Imagine right. And so I see the Z Fold 3 comes out, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to try this as an Android device because it's the first. Maybe it's the first Android device that gets me excited beyond mm -hmm. a slab phone. And I get that out of the box, and there's no charger, and I can't use it. I'm upset. I'm going to be mad. I'm, I'm probably upset. sending it back. Because it, I can I'm just one-click send it right back to Amazon. Yeah. But like, then I'm without a device to use. I'm without a device to review. Yes. Um, you know. But the, the thing about it is I believe that us, us tech enthusiasts, right, we – you know, we okay about it because we have a plethora of third-party charges in, in, you know, that we carry. But what about this? I'm going to put this out there. This is my dad, right? My dad go get a new phone. He don't have no charger. That means that when he spend the money and buy it, that means he got to spend more money on a charging brick. You know why? It's because... He don't have a, a extra charging brick, and I think it's a shame that we talk about headphone jacks, SD cards, you know, charging bricks, and you know, I mean, look, I remember some a uh, couple of reviewers that's reviewing the um, the Sony One Mark Four. The review units came in in the box with no power brick and no power cord at all. And, and it came with a box. I mean, it was so thin. And I mean, it had books and stuff in it, but it was no nothing else in the box. And one thing comes to mind is that we are getting to that point where they're not even going to put the power cord in a box. And I think we need to be outraged. I think every content creator, every tech enthusiast, every tech reviewer on the platform need to be outraged that this is the the future of when we buy a $1,700 device, we get it, we open it up, and it doesn't have the necessities. But I can buy a $250 mid-range device. It comes with the case, screen protector, headphone jack, SD card support, dual SIM support. It comes with the cord, a fast charger, and everything else in between for 250 bucks. But a $1,700 device, say, oh, we try to protect the environment. But guess what? Just say, for instance, the environment, the, 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 uh, the Galaxy A 
12 is Samsung highest, you know, profitable, highest selling device. So if if that came with a power brick and a cord and, and all the other stuff like that, if you want to protect the environment, then I mean that's the device you would pull out all the stuff. But that's not the box you pull everything out. You pull everything out the flagship that doesn't sell as much as the lower tier device. So it's a catch-22, and I don't like it. And I think for us tech enthusiasts and tech reviewers, I think we need to continue to put our foot on their neck to express our disappointment with companies that removing features and removing items out the box. Uh, and I think for the price point, and a lot of people say, well, easy, the price come down. Don't care how much the price come down. It still costs a thousand bucks. If I paid twelve hundred dollars for it last year, and this year I paid eleven hundred dollars for it, it's still twenty two hundred dollars over a two year span. <laughs> you know, so I think I think a lot of people get this. Well, it's cheaper, but it's really not cheaper. It's really not. It's crazy to me because here you have the Z Fold three when it came out new. You got the device and a cable, mm -hmm. and it came in the box, and that was basically it. And I remember the original Fold, you got all this oh. stuff. There were, people get, there were people getting the wireless earbuds, the AKG wired earbuds, the charger, the the brick, a case, um, the Galaxy Watch included when you yeah. pre-ordered. Oh, my God. Um, there were people getting that, like, even not in pre-order, like, a month later. Yeah, you didn't get, like... You didn't get the uh, wireless buds, but you got your charger, you got the wired, and you got that thin case that came with it. I mean, at oh, least something man. to protect it. And what's crazy to me is the Vivo came in this beautiful Alcantara box. Ooh, sweet. And, like, you've slid that drawer out the bottom, <laughs> and it had everything, like, in that uh, material. It's like a papery plastic, but mm -hmm. it's biodegradable mm -hmm. that they wrap around it now. Like I think Apple started using it a couple years back with, like, their tablets and their laptops and stuff to you know wrap it in there and it came in there and you take it out and you have the core but see here's the thing if the fold didn't come with that stuff i tried plugging that in to the it, the um charger that came with the x80 pro from the same company mm -hmm. and it didn't charge the same mm. because they're because the x80 pro is an 80 and the other one is a lower it's a lower watt. There are different wattages and uh -huh. different amperage combination. So it didn't charge the same at first. Now, yeah. now I got one cord that's both are working, but like, are they, what's going to happen is they're going to have to have a card in there. That's going to be like, these are the ones that you can use. And then people are going to be mad. Cause you think they're going to go order online and wait for it to ship. Uh-uh. But like see, I'm gonna, you're gonna see people going to the gas station and buying like five dollar cords and being mad that their phone doesn't charge at the right rate. Exactly. Or it gets hot. Or exactly. Or catches on fire. Yes. Or like, yes. That's the thing because Apple's thing was always, and part of their thing was like, well, any cord you buy, you know, when you plug it into the iPhone, the iPhone regulates it, which is true. But the other thing is they made six and a half billion dollars by not putting the charger in there. Exactly. And they only sold. And they and the crazy thing on that is only about 1% of the devices people actually bought um, power bricks from Apple. So mm -hmm. Apple doesn't have the full numbers. Like Amazon probably sold way more. So Amazon's happy about Earlier I was thinking, you know, when they remove stuff, it progresses technology, which is sort of true. But they can do it without progressing it. But I think, pe I think they knew that, like, if they kept the headphone jack, how do you pitch people 
on a pair of I don't even have a pair of rings with me right now. But how AKGs. do you pick, how do you sell them on a pair of earbuds that's yeah. like two three hundred dollars or even a hundred dollars when you can buy like a pretty good pair of wired earbuds for like twenty thirty bucks and IEMs you can buy a nice pair for like a hundred bucks. Yeah. I mean, you can go up from there, but like, how do you convince somebody to buy a pair of wireless earbuds where the battery is going to be dead in like two years? Yeah. Um, you could lose it. There's all sorts of issues, connectivity, if you continue to sell an old. And so they remove stuff so that they can sell new. Now, the one, the one time I can see where they could do that, but not for everybody. And, you know, they could easily put a pop-up when you connect it with a micro SD card. I remember, I think it was my note eight, mm-hmm. um, that I had it set up. I took some photos and then when I put a micro SD card in there and went to take photos, they processed slower yeah. because the built in storage is, was faster, but faster than, than the micro SD card, any yeah. of the micro SD cards. Yeah. That's where I could see like they pop up an alert though. They could just pop up a warning and be like, Hey, just so you know, when you're using a card, you know, expect it to, be a little bit slower and people would understand that and when you go to order the techies the people that know that the people that care the because the general consumer is not going to care the people that care about that stuff or are going to notice it yeah but you know just what? buy more storage built in but you know what but the general consumer that d- wants d- to buy it to d- sideload their music d- yeah or to like the cool thing is take 200 photos at a family event pull that card out and hand it to somebody because you can buy like a 256 gig card for like 20 bucks now yeah that's one of the things that and now i have to buy like uh, i cleared my desk up but now i you know i bought a 500 gig um ssd for like 50 bucks and that's what i use to connect to my phone to transfer stuff onto to transfer to other things but like things have gotten more expensive you have to buy more you have to carry more i mean i have a backpack that i carry at one point i had my camera I had two laptops. Mm. I had phones, chargers for all of them, <laughs> power blocks for all of them, and a drone in there. That oh. thing was heavy. I carried that Ooh. thing for like two miles from a hotel Ooh. because I didn't want to leave it in my hotel. Carried it to the <laughs> Apple store to walk around. The Apple store was closed. I had to walk back home. And I was like, man, half yeah, that really. stuff isn't even necessary if you just didn't like threw that in the box. But now I'm carrying this around because I had to go pick it up. But let me ask you this question, though. You know, when you talk about micro SD cards, I remember years ago, you was able to combine, uh, do software with the device, micro SD and, and the device to give you what's called expended storage, right? So if you had a, a 32 gig device and you had a 64 gig card, you was able to merge the card in the device uh, uh, storage and you, you had that extended storage but obviously they took that away because they wanted you to buy more to upgrade to to the higher tier storage that's why they took took the sd card and look there's two sides of the story right here right i understand some of the companies had said that well people was buying the old cheap cards that was slow reading write speeds and it was merging it with the existing uh device and it was it was crashing a lot and, and stuff like that. And, and they stopped that. And I could understand it because I had devices that you could merge the SD and, the, and the, the internal storage. But at the same time, okay, even if you don't do that, you can still have an SD card. People usually can sideload this save. They took a 8k video, right? 
and you're only getting 128 gigs of storage, 8K video, five minutes go take about, you know, 20 gigs. You can sideload that to the SD card to, to clear up your internal storage. And then when you get home, you can pop the SD card out and, and you know, put it in the module and show your friends and family on a bigger canvas, a 8K video or something like that. I think we, I think a lot of those things is missing. I think we, we lost all that stuff and that's, it sucks. It sucks, man. We, we, we losing. Listen, we lost a lot. I remember going back a few years, Samsung was doing everything, put everything in the kitchen sink in their devices. They was giving you heart rate monitors right on the back. You could, you could get your heart rate and all that stuff. Remember that you could get, you know, SD card support. They was giving you Samsung decks. They was giving you headphone jacks. They was giving you everything. One UI. Well, before one UI, you know, when they, uh, before they came out with one UI, they was giving you everything, all the features and everything. It was a great operating system. The only problem is, is that they didn't optimize it because it, 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 it lagged out on you, right? So when you got to like the, the Galaxy S6 and 5s and stuff like that, it, you had issues because of, you know, uh, you know they, didn't, they, they couldn't optimize all those features. But it was such a beauty to have so many features in the device. But now when you fast forward into 2022, no IR blaster, no headphone jack, no power brick in the box, no heart rate monitors, no SD card support, limited storage. I mean, we could go on and on about what you had about five years ago was feature pack to today, which is limited. MST oh. that you had on the, you know, now the Galaxy Watch 4 and let, like you, you can only use it where Samsung Pay works, yeah. you know, you can't use it any. And... Not only did Samsung take that away, if that wasn't enough for some people, they removed the where you used to get the credit where like you got points and stuff for using Samsung Pay. Remember, like you mm -hmm. could. So I remember times where it was like, well, if you use Samsung Pay three times this week, you will give you five dollars extra. So I go up to the, like our local grocery store and buy something for like a dollar a piece. And I'm two dollars ahead because they gave me five dollars <laughs> for my three dollars in purchase because they didn't care how much it was. But like, I love those features, and they took that stuff away. And um, even with removing some of those things from the back, it affected the camera too because they were using those sensors for the autofocus. Yes, when they removed yes. some of the IR stuff, they were yeah. using that for the autofocus, and it put things back. You know, I'm gonna say something that's probably a hot take for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. um, but I actually think that uh, One UI was a mistake for Samsung for a little bit, for at least the first couple years. Because I remember when I had the Note 8, my battery life was incredible on that thing. I'm like, I'm talking like 11 Pro Max, you know, 13 Pro Max mm. battery life, where I was getting like 12 hours, 14 hours mm. of screen on time. And then I remember the first One UI update, mm -hmm. and they forced that update. I remember going in, you know, you remember Odin? Where oh, you could yeah, go in and go use ahead. Odin. Yeah, to, yeah. So I reverted it back to was it Samsung Experience is what it was yeah, called. Yeah, Samsung Experience, like maybe uh, six dot Android, Android eight, eight, eight or something. Yeah, an eight dot one. So I reverted it back, and then what happens? My phone overnight installed like twenty two updates 
forced it back to one UI. And I was like, I wanted to revert back because the battery life. Because yeah. original one UI, I didn't get really, I didn't really gain anything because mm-hmm. right. Dex wasn't out yet. Right, right. Um, well, on the 8. There wasn't Pro Camp. Well, it, it was on the Note 8 app, yeah. but it was like after the update where they added some more of the stuff. Like okay. Dex was there, but it wasn't as, you know, and remember then they added wireless Dex later oh, as yeah. well. Ooh, and they brought that sweet. back. And the S8 series um, I, you know, was the first where they kind of brought it out on the note and then they rolled that back to the S series for Dax. You yeah, know, I didn't, I and didn't some like of that, that stuff. But like, I loved my note. Yeah. Until one UI killed it for me. <laughs> and I, I had that device for three months and got rid of it. And then I tried it again with the note nine and it was the same thing. And it was like one UI just kept making me mad because it was like, everything was great except for I wanted, I wanted the shutter speed of an iphone on a samsung device so mm-hmm. that i could get rid of my iphone literally that was all i was asking for for Samsung. is like give me that because i'm taking pictures of my nieces and my nephews yeah. i'm taking pictures of of you know family members of myself of plants of nature of animals and things running by and i was mad because i <laughs> i missed the days of when of pre one ui but now one ui is added so much and it's great and there's like the edge panel stuff yeah. and some of these features that they throw in there. Oh, man. Yeah, like uh, LG had their oh. their similar things, but like Samsung allowing you to put any app in there. Oh, and yeah. then you have like the contacts in there and you have like the note shortcuts and you have uh, what's the photo, like photo editing shortcuts. Yeah. And you can do um, memes and GIFs and all that right from that yes. side panel. Like they can let you do anything you want in there. And that's the one thing with the Vivo that um, they really need to add some of those things. But it's like I said, it was their first folding device. So for them to add, you know, to progress into it, I see. But it's some of these things that's like they took away so much by yeah. changing the. And I get why they did it because touch was, was a mess and the oh, Samsung yeah. experience was all over the place. And One UI, you know, was meant to be the One UI. So, you know, technically that a version of that runs on their watch. Yeah, and you know it's meant to be across everything. They're still running touch whiz on some of the TVs, but I think that's going away next. Right now that they're coordinating with Google for the integration with that, and so that's you know the idea of One UI was their kind of mega operating system that you run a version on everything, kind of like iOS, you know, mm-hmm. Watch OS, iPad OS, TV OS, HomePod OS. They're all versions of iOS. Yeah. Like, that's their... And it's pretty cool to see, and it's interesting to see to me, like, the balance of the differences. Sometimes, and I think this is a one thing I noticed that's a little bit of a problem complaint with me, where Samsung needs to step up with things is they're allowed to get away with stuff because they have so much hardware advantages over some of these. Because... Or software advantages, I mean. Yeah. Because hardware-wise... This ain't it for me, bro. This ain't like, like, there's just some of the stuff, like, the confidence of closing it just is different to me. Yeah. And, like, I really love that something like this, I'll forget that I'm using a folding device sometime because it has it, it, literally it, it, the front of it. That, that, oh, yeah. So, so look at that screen now. Let, 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 let me make it be. But look at that. That, that is a normal display. Uh, that is a beautiful, beautiful, wide type of device you don't have to open it and that's the vivo fold right that's yeah, the vivo fold and here's the regular vivo and and yeah XID yeah look at that next to it and like that is the same size shorter. that is gorgeous by like 
what? But look how wide that look how wide that in the display that that display is. Look at that display is absolutely marvelous, and it's not too thick. I mean, even with looking at the case on the X eighty versus the Vivo four, it with a case on the X eighty, it's still the same dimensions. Look like it looks great, man. I tell you, I, it it it's a. It's great. Samsung got to do something. Unfortunately, with the rumors that's coming out, I don't think we go get it with the Z Fold 4. I think that's one of the things that, that's kind of disappointing uh, that the Z Fold 4 is not going to give us what Vivo is giving, right? Vivo is giving you the widescreen, the performance, the, you know, the, the crease is not the same, you know, stuff like that. And, uh, but, uh, yeah, I, mean, I, I need these two. Devices oh yeah, right look at here. that. Oh I yeah, I need these two devices right here to combine. Like, I mean, yeah. here's the that's here's a Z the, Fold the Z three, Fold three, and the software yeah. on it's brilliant. But I need them to acquire the hardware and the cameras and step things up. Um, the yeah. fingerprint scanner on that Vivo, like, it's you amazing. set it up on one. So whether you have the device open or closed, you set it up and it works on both screens. So there's not like reprogramming it. Um, one of the things that bothered me so much with the Samsung was it telling me to open the device to scan my fingerprint on the side. Really? Like you have to you had to program it. You had to open it up. Oh, okay. When you first set it up, like, but what if I don't want to do that, or I'm in the car and I can't like, and I don't have a case for it yet because <laughs> you don't include one, and I just want to scan and get going, and I yeah. want to set it up while I'm in the car. I, I tell you, like, I I. I the, I'm looking Samsung's at, advantage really is one hand ability, though. Like if you do like quick swiping text, yeah, that's what I like about this. But so many people, you can still do that with the wider, you, you know, display. Right. I think Samsung is, you know, you ever you ever heard of the TikTok cycle? I think this is going to be the TikTok cycle, the tick or maybe the talk or whatever of Samsung this year with the Z Fold Four, which I don't think we're going to get any. Not I think Vivo and them got. Got Samsung number, right? I think Samsung only play this year is software. That's it. I don't think they're going to do anything else because of the hardware of the, of the device of the Z Fold 4 that's coming out. All the renders. And we already know how the internet is. For everybody that might hit, hit the comments and say, well, easy. The, the Z Fold 4 is not out yet. But we already know. We saw renders. We just saw, you know, I think it's saying a hands-on uh, footage of it already. So... With the internet, and we already know how the device look. We already heard everything about what Samsung is not putting on the device, right? Uh, I think the Z Fold 5 is going to be the ultimate device that Samsung is going to do it right. Because here's what I want with the, here's my thoughts of a Z Fold of a folding device, right? I look at a folded device, me as a business owner, I want the best of both worlds. I want to have it as a business device with an internal pin that's in it that I can pull it out to get business work done. If I want to jot down notes and open up the canvas and, 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 and take care of business with the bigger canvas with the pin and pin support. And once I'm finished with the pin, put it in the device because I don't want to ha have to carry a separate pin. I want the pin in the device. Right. And then I want the, the wider display by the chance 99% of the lifespan of the device. I'm going to use it with the device closed. So I look at it that, okay, cool. I wanted the business device and I wanted the play device that I, I don't want to have a smaller device 
Cause look, when you watching movies on the Z Fold, and you and, and you pinch the zoom on the front cover display, the aspect ratio cuts off everything. It cuts everything off, and you really can't have a good experience with the Z Fold. Looking at a oh, that's gosh, that's absolutely gorgeous. Now right now he's showing us the the front display of the Vivo, and it I mean that is. That's awesome. And let's look at that crease, a nine crease. That's no crease on there. So I the mean, Vivo. It's a little bit like if you can. But it ain't like, like right the full. It's like, um, you know, I was going to tell people that are, if people are watching the video or watching this, they can send all their dry cleaning bills to Eric. Yeah. Because <laughs> when they see that device, they're going to need it. <laughs> so i mean but i i think it's a lesson learned it, but here's a problem with samsung samsung is in the united states right vivo is not in the united states samsung is sold at all the major carriers in the united states that's the advantage you can um, go pay fifty dollars and thirty three cents through your carrier or whatever, and you exactly. can get your fold over yes. you know a span of. I mean, that's a thirty six month thing, right. but and that's some the, people don't. That, that's the and then you can upgrade, or you can do the upgrade every year. Like T Mobile yes. has their jump plan. Yes. Um, the other thing that's crazy right now is if I wanted to, I could have taken my um, my Z Flip mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and gone right online, right through Samsung right now. And they would have given me so, a decent amount that I could have gotten the fold for like six hundred bucks, right? And go pick it up at Best Buy because they have that thing where you can yeah now, you, you can, can get, like, it locally. get it locally, yeah, locally delivered and pick that up. And you could get like a Galaxy Watch for like nothing, and they're yeah. including some other stuff. It does that advantage, me, you know. You know, not you know what nine months after the thing came out that they're you know but that, they're that, doing that, all these crazy but, deals but, again. But, but they have the advantage of they that. They have the advantage. I mean, you think about it, okay, cool. All right, so I know that I if if I could got a, a beat up phone, and look, Samsung is taking you know phones with with cracked screens and all kinds of different things. They then they got a good program. I'm not gonna lie to you, Samsung got the advantage. You can order online, do your trade-in, and go pick it up at Best Buy the same day. And that is the huge advantage. And that's what I uh, that that's that, that so that's the Vivo. I took this uh for people watching that I took or listening, I took a photo outside with my Vivo last night, and there's these two rectangles that are on the ground of light. Yeah. Um, but that was like from the neighbor upstairs next door, a little bit of light, like barely visible. And you see the dirt and the trees and like the green of all yeah. that. That's from night mode from the fold through a dirty window. You can kind of see a smudge. Yeah. Um, and like that's a seven second exposure. Mm hmm. Like it. It also gave the option for a thirty nine second. But I was like, I'm not standing here. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You, you need a tripod for, like for that. Yeah. You 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 need a tripod for that. But that's the amazing thing for a folding device. Yeah. Like. I'm getting the same stuff as I'm getting from the X80 Pro out of this fold, even though they don't have the same cameras. It's technically, it's like a generation older, but like, that's the amazing thing to me. This is what you should be asking for. And you should want out of these devices. If you're going to pay that amount of money. And like you said, but Samsung's advantage too, is like, if it's not selling well, because for example, we know it was like 90% of the folding devices that were sold were the flip. Right, 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 right. So if their folds not selling well, They'll just give good deals because it costs them. They pay Qualcomm money. Like, they've had to pay them before because they didn't sell enough chips 
that they were supposed to, you know, yeah. be selling for their folding devices and stuff. So they they need to get them out so they can do that. They can say, hey, you know, carriers will, you know, we'll offer it so you can sell it for half off and you, and you can package whatever deals you want or like they'll throw it up on, you know, I'm guaranteeing that the one I probably got on Amazon was probably some deal because that thing looked brand new when I took that. I mean, it was in a box and it was like slid inside like a plastic thing, <laughs> but it looked brand new. There was... Literally, there were two stickers on it. One was like QC39, and the other one had something else for the quality control. That's it. <laughs> but I opened that thing up. It had the screen protector on the front, and uh -huh. I took that off, and I was ballsy and put, peeled that one on the inside off because I don't like those. They, they <laughs> got that weird oiling texture to it. But, like, I peeled that right off, and it was just like the day I remember buying one. I had the Z Fold 3 before. I pay, you know, I bought it new. I had traded in a Note 20 Ultra. Ooh. And, you know, and I got a really good deal on it when I did that because here's the thing. I got an O20 Ultra when I had switched to T-Mobile, and okay. it was like a free device. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I traded that thing in, so I paid like $300 for the fo the folder or whatever at Ooh, the time. So, yeah, sweet. I technically paid way more this time, but I've saved overall, and, I, you know, I've traded on devices, and I've yeah. sold things. And yeah. so people wondering, like, how do I get these devices? I trade, I sell, or, yeah. you know, you spend money because... You know, because it's I, tech I toys. Would, I mean, we, we love see, tech toys. That's what it is. I don't know. Does your does your your Oracle and for people yeah. listening, that's what you call your wife? Yes, the Oracle. Does, right. You know, does she have? She probably likes to buy clothing and purses. Oh and yeah, makeup and oh, do her hair and do yeah. her nails and all that stuff. And you know, there's some guys out there that buy you know fancy suits and they yeah. buy the, these expensive shoes. For me, that's what it is. No, yeah. obviously, I'm not going to turn around and be able to sell them like a pair of Jordans that you can sell like people bought for $20 back in the day and you're know, selling for hundreds or thousands of dollars today. That's different. But some of these devices like this, I could turn around and sell it for what I paid for it right Absolutely. now. It's, actually, I could make 100 bucks if I wanted to because I pay, I this was on Giztop. It was like 1700 and something. Uh -huh. It's selling on Swappa for almost 1900 bucks. Right. Like. Hey. But you know, you bring in a good point here. And the thing about it, if you look at, if you look at the resale values of you know, those devices, and look, man, I wish that in the United States, in the United States, we as tech enthusiasts and tech reviewers start demanding, I know, you know, the carriers start looking into you know these devices but the carry's not going to do it because it's you know if it, apple is 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 the highest selling devices in these carriers and, and samsung is the highest selling devices in these carriers so when it, if vivo and all these other companies xiaomi and stuff like that want to get a foothold in the united states they got to go through if they want to go through the carriers, but here's the problem. Carriers go jack it up. You know, they go come up with these cuckoo deals. They go lock you in for five years with the, you know, the, 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 the payment plans and stuff like that. But it, it, as a, as a consumer, you have to look at it two ways. Do it in, in the situation that we are in right now with high gas prices, high inflation, going to the store, spending more money, bills are high. I mean, double light bills and everything else in between. Do you have 1700 bucks up front to pay for devices like that? And I'm going to tell you, 90% of most consumers would tell you, hell no. But they could go to T-Mobile or Verizon and AT&T and buy Z4, put maybe 100 bucks down on it for down payment, and they pay 60 bucks a month for three years for the device. That's more convenient. 
And that's the only issue we have with porting over international devices to the United States versus getting it from the carrier. And also with AT&T whitelisting devices, that's that's a tough sell. If you're on AT&T, I always recommend people don't buy international devices. Guess what? AT&T is one of the biggest they they the biggest carrier in the United States. So how could you? I mean, when you have a person that got millions, hundreds of millions of of, of people on the network, and you tell them don't buy international devices, that's, that's it's no way for international device to come to the United States when you got one of the biggest carriers like AT and T with whitelisted device, even though it has band support to support it. Then you look at Verizon Wireless. You know, I mean, it, it's a toss up whether or not an international device will work on that. So you basically slim down to one, maybe two carriers. Your major carrier, which is a T-Mobile, but everybody's not on T-Mobile, and everybody and don't want to switch to T-Mobile. And Mint or Metro by T-Mobile. Yeah, but a lot of people don't like something else. But. but but you know, a lot of people get scared off from Mint Mobile because they don't know these companies. They don't know, mm-hmm. you know, U.S. Mobile. They, do they even? A lot of people don't trust. And listen, I did. I asked family members. I was asking people, would you give give up AT and T? to go to Mint Mobile or U.S. Mobile to save a few dollars and, and maybe get the same kind of coverage. You know, it all depends, right? Sometimes it's prioritized. And 100% of them would tell you no. They would not, they, they, they would not, you know, take five lines from something that they've been probably paying astronomical fees for to go to a U.S. mobile that they could probably save money. They, I can, they can, I can guarantee them they can save money. They won't go though. Why? The 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 thing that the carriers have is, so you have a family and let you know typical. Let's say you have I don't know two parents, couple kids or whatever. Let's say there's four mm-hmm. or five lines on there, and they all have their Samsung or their iPhones. You think about they probably have hundred fifty, two hundred dollars just in device payments per Ooh. month, right? Ooh. And then try to go to a new carrier, and a lot of times new carriers they might give you like, if you're lucky, five six hundred dollars a line. A lot of the people still owe, yeah, way Ooh. more than that on it. So you're not gonna get it paid off to be able to switch over. Yeah. Now, if you have a device unlocked, you can do it. But how many people are doing that? Not yeah. very many people. Um, you know, one of the things in. for me, like one of the things that I figured out was like, if I want a device, instead of being like, you know what, I'm gonna buy the newest thing, is I, uh, you know, now almost every year I go and I'll get a new iPhone because. Best Buy has been having crazy where oh, I can yeah. go pay less than $200 and go from like the oldest to the newest mm-hmm. and it's unlocked and you know I can use it on whatever carrier and I've saved more than that by you know I use US Mobile mm-hmm. um, I'm on T-Mobile as well but I use US Mobile for the areas that don't have to get the Verizon coverage and you know I'm paying $50 a month instead of $85 a month and getting <laughs> twice the amount of data and twice the the hotspot you know from compared to if I was doing it right on Verizon. And so that savings per month. But one of the things, like, when people are, like, there's some people will be like, well, but that MacBook's expensive or that, you know, iPhone's expensive or that this is expensive. 
my thing is like for me I guarantee I've spent more on Windows devices and Android devices than I've ever spent on in the Apple ecosystem because the the one difference is like I buy it and I use it for so many years or like the resale value or like the upgrade cost and it's but it, the problem is it's that initial purchase right yeah. you can go buy and you can go get good deals even without trade-in devices a lot of times you can go get really you know these good deals on devices or payments that will get knocked down and for a while carriers weren't giving as good of deals on an iphone like there wasn't like a half off if you got a new line now there is right. like i go to <laughs> t-mobile and you can go buy do a buy one get one and get like eight out hundred dollars off your phone if you add a new line you can buy them and all that stuff that's where they get you locked in yeah and yeah. that's the one thing like so if somebody's out there and they have a phone Let's say they have an S20 and they didn't upgrade to the S21 or the S22 and they're still like, I don't know if I want to, I'm going to upgrade when the S23 comes up. You know, start, save every month what you were going to pay on payments to your carrier and maybe, ho maybe hold off an extra year. I know that's hard to say, but like if your phone's working and it's not broken and you're yeah. like, but I want to upgrade before, I don't know, before updates you know, stop supporting my device because that's a concern. Yeah. Because probably, you know, by the time the S24 comes out, that's four years from the S20. That's a reasonable amount yeah. of time. I think that's what they promised on that now. Yeah. And so, but you know, if you started now and you're just like, well, I'm going to be spending $30 a month and you did that by the time it comes around. Oh, yeah, you're done. Instead of just go buy it and then you don't have like the extra fees they charge you per month for, because there's extra in there. If oh, yeah. You bring your own device. There's like the, the, Usage fees are less. Right. Um, you know, and if you don't like the carry, I don't know, you move, something happens in your life, you got to change your job, you got to move, and you're no longer able to get AT&T or Verizon service, and you happen to be in an area where only T-Mobile is getting strong. You're not stuck. Yes, And stuck. you're having to be like, well, now I got to shell out $7,500 for five devices to remove them from. Because that's, <laughs> if you think about it, think yeah. about that. Like an iPhone, right? If you had, or let's say base level iPhone, yeah. even. Uh, I don't know five even like an older one five six hundred dollars a piece and let's say you have five of those Ooh. and then let's say they're halfway paid off you're still looking at Ooh. like twenty five hundred dollars that you'd have to pay off to be able to switch God. if you've been like you know what I'm gonna save up I'll buy that you know uh, you know hubby save up buy it you know kids you you know you put a little bit aside and you surprise them you know when a year or two when the new one comes out and you do that that you're doing that anyways. You're just yeah. paying to the carrier to do it. So if you do it plans, yourself. Payment plans, payment plans hurt to consumer. Because, I mean, you know, you, you talk about, you know, a family of four, a family of five. Okay, you know, you got you, you know, the, the spouses, that, that's two, that, you know, the wife and kids. You know, if you got two or three kids, that's five folks. And all of them, all of them want iPhones. Like, you know, it's like everybody got their one. And then now you got the iPhone 13, or, and obviously you're going to want the, the, the three cameras. See, this is how, this how Apple suck you in because the three cameras on the back. You got to get the big dog, right? So now you're talking a thousand a piece, a thousand per line when you. That's five. Listen, that's a. Oh, man. That's $5,000 if you upgrade with thousand dollar devices and i'm gonna tell you that hurts because you be paying for them phones for three and a half years or even more if you upgrade 
everybody lying like they do this iPhone forever, Galaxy forever. And every year you upgrading and upgrading and upgrading to the $1,500 phones. And, and God forbid if the parents get the iPhone 13 Pro Maxes with 256 gigs and the kids get the iPhone uh, 13 Pro Maxes, uh, maybe the I, I, iPhone 13 Pros, you can't give them 128. The kids go want 256 and 512. So you're talking about 12, 13, 1400 dollars pops per line. So yes, you do get it to the six and seven thousand dollars worth of you know payment plans that you got to pay these devices off. I ain't never phantom six thousand dollars worth of payment plans. That's it's that's a hard pill to swallow, and that's that's very difficult for the average household to pay off because when you switch, they're not gonna give you six thousand dollars. Come on now, let's be real here, right? They give you you know six hundred bucks. Then now you switch over to a T-Mobile, you still owe AT and T you know four thousand dollars. So now you be paying AT and T. Now you will be paying T-Mobile, and now your bill is sky high. You be thinking to yourself, why did I switch? So I remember we were on Verizon and had the iPhone. So my wife and I both had iPhone 10s. Mm-hmm. And then I had grabbed a Note. So it would have been the Note 8 at the time, I do believe. And um, so there were those three phones, and we each had an Apple Watch. And our bill was like $400 a month Ooh. for that with like the 9-gig plan. <laughs> so you didn't even get much data, right? You know what's crazy? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, we're not paying device payments um, on stuff. Um, but, like, I have my 13 Pro Max. My wife has – or my 13 Pro. My wife has her 13. Um, my brother-in-law is using a OnePlus 7T. It was actually my device at one point. Uh, a buddy of mine, um, I sent a SIM card to him because um, he's – homeless and he needs to have a device to be able to call to his doctor and i have a pixel 6 that i have my son using but what's crazy is three of those are like my buddy's line my brother-in-law's line and my son's line are all free sims and then um the pixel 6 was i had a pixel 3a xl that i got when we switched over um because we were on we had gone from verizon to at&t to Mm. T-Mobile, when we switched from AT&T to T-Mobile, the 3AXL was one of the free devices. Mm-hmm. And then when the 6 came out, they did the, you could trade in the 3AXL to do the, and I'm like, well, we're not really going anywhere. And it's not really free because they credit you. It, right, right, right. If you think about it, I'm getting those free credits, and then his line payment was free. So we have like seven lines on there, and, our, and it's like $300. Versus Ooh. four lines that was like $400. Damn. You know, think about that. It's a lot less than, but that's unlimited. We have unlimited data plus 40 gigs of hotspot per line. Okay. Oh, and I have a sync up drive for my car, which has like the mobile hotspot in it. And, it's uh-huh. tra- and you can track your car and it gives you the information on like if you're, if there's like an issue because it hooks right into the computer or the car. So like we have all this stuff and, and then I also have a digits line on there. Okay. Um, but like, if you think about it, if I were to try to bring those to like a prepaid and get the same thing, it would be more expensive actually. Oh, it'd be it'd be de- because it'd be even killing even a, you know twenty five dollars a line that's two hundred, and then you know that'd be two hundred. Even if I could get it at that, you know that'd be like two hundred dollars. Uh-huh. 
and you're not getting the same experience. That would be like if I went through Visible or something, but most of the other one, like US Mobile, you're talking about $50 a line. So it's like $400 and stuff. And a lot of them, and some of those don't have like the, they the only have spot. phone lines. Yeah, some of those have, don't yeah. have like the sync up drive. Right. Like the, and some of those, you know, you have limited hotspot. You, yeah. you know, you don't get truly unlimited data. You have limited hotspot. I use both. So, yeah. So I use US Mobile as a second SIM on my iPhone um, because they have that. Um, which I'm hoping to see now that uh, the S22 series mm-hmm. and the Z Flip 3 and the Z f- uh, and the Fold 3 mm-hmm. now have gotten the um, the eSIM and the and the DDSM dual SIM stuff that they got. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping to see that brought to it. But one of the things that, like with the iPhone that I I like and the reason partially the reason I keep it as my primary partially is because I have a lot of family that uses iMessage and like my parents use iCloud. Uh, to share photos but they also use google photos yeah and for being 70 years old you know i got them into using (laughs) google photos and my sister uses a pixel so we share in all different ways but like when i sit down at my computer my messages pop up not this computer like my macbook or my ipad or whatever my messages pop up um up until recently there wasn't a lot of competition to the apple watch as far as like app availability right right, um wear os is expanding Mm -hmm. talking about earlier about getting rid of stuff you know telegram went away on Wear OS. Like you used to be able to get Telegram on there and then they removed support for it. So if you ever cleared your watch and moved it to another device, you know, I had to reset it. You lost yeah. access to, and you can't even sideload it because Telegram blocked the whole, ah. where you could sideload apps into the watch. So but on my Apple watch, you know, I get my Facebook messages. I get all that in there, um, you know, and it's not like the, oh, I'm going to get the notification. I pick up my phone, you know, I can respond from it. Uh-huh. So there's reasons why I use the Apple, but, what I was going to say with the iPhone, and I'm excited to see this starting to come to the Android side, is I can have T-Mobile as my main carrier, but I can have U.S. Mobile, which uses Verizon Towers, as my data. And because it uses data for, you know, VOLTE, and now there's going to be, like, voice over 5G, mm-hmm. I'm a... F- effectively able to just use my one number and if somebody calls it and i'm in an area where there's no t-mobile it's going to still it's going to piggyback off from those verizon towers using the data so i have coverage almost everywhere nice and and you know people do that and i know um and i know Gigi kimmy you know i know she uses multiple prepaid and a lot of people do that on the some people do it on because they're using multiple devices some people do it on the same device for the same reason like you save money that way so that you know the money i've saved by doing that and the money um you know and eventually i would like to transition away from t-mobile and as we're getting devices off from there and getting to where uh you know getting away from those free lines on there and paying Mm -hmm. things off eventually us mobile is great and um you know where i'm at home and on wi-fi most of the time but like that's the thing you can save money in one area and then it allows me to buy the device you know if i'm paying money to a carrier uh-huh. that's empty air that's not giving me a device <laughs> right. that's service right it doesn't yeah. matter who i'm paying it to right right if right. i can save money on it uh-huh. then i can spend it on buying tech that i can review and things that are tangible versus the intangible that it doesn't matter if you're paying $100 for two people to a carrier or $400. That's the same thing. There's yeah. no, like, there's nothing tangible about that. <laughs> You've spent, you know, who mu- $1,200 a year versus $5,000 a year oh, on man. your carrier or whatever. And, and people like, 
car payments worth of stuff. Oh, yeah. It's so, insane to me. So let me ask you a question. Let's, let's talk a little bit about your, your YouTube channel. And uh, for everybody that's watching this podcast, if you're not watching this podcast, go to the Tech Preacher channel and watch that podcast. But I, let's talk a little bit about, 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 about your channel because you're doing some great things over there. I, I see that uh, right now you're right at about, uh, let's see, you had 700 and some change. Um, so what's the future here, man? I mean, I see you're doing some great things over there. I, I see your, 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 your thumbnails have came a long way. You're doing your thing. Um, so what, what's, what's next for Michael Pepper Tech Talk to get you to that 1,000 uh, sub count there? Well, I have some stuff that I can't talk about. Okay. So, you know, you, you've been there. You know uh, how that works. Right, right, you're right, um, right. So that's exciting, um, you know, coming into play. And I've had companies reaching out me, to me with stuff. You know, Tautronics sent me out their earbuds, and I used those. And I was pleasantly surprised, you know, for like 20 bucks. You know, and I'm reaching out, and I'm and I'm starting to look to, like, other other directions away from smartphones because, you know, people need accessories. and Yeah. And, you know, these imports and things like that that are exciting to me and um the one of the phases is getting back into um into interviews and stuff okay um i actually have a channel that it was called something else at some point and um i i have my creator interviews that i was doing back in the day um Mm -hmm. We've actually had some of the same guests, um, Al Hefe I've had on there, oh, yeah, and like yeah, yeah. Technically T and some, and I'm, I'm hoping to get back into that, and it's my Behind the Minds is what it's called, so it's MPT Behind the Minds, okay. and it's all, and the idea of calling it that instead of creating interviews is I don't want to be just creator focused, so right. I don't want to be locked in, so I want to be able to talk to anybody. So with that, it's that interaction with people and they kind of feed off from each other, right? So you get to know other creators and you get to interact and create these relationships and understand like how they grow like you're doing. Mm-hmm. And then you turn around and you use that on your own. And so that's one of the things that like, I was really blessed with doing that back in the day. And then I fell away from doing that, just be with personal stuff and then moving and all that. Mm-hmm. And I really want to get back into that. Okay. Um, you know, getting getting people into that. And of course, you know, I'd be honored if you'd hop on there sometime and, well, you know, and, just, uh, you know <laughs> hit me do up. the thing as well. You know, I know, <laughs> yeah. I know Eric's a busy man and I, no, you're probably, I, you're probably recording to, yet tonight after this for six hours so, until 3 a.m. And, so, so you know, you're I, doing your I, thing. I, I ain't going to lie to you. I really, I really do work every day on, on my channel. Whether if I don't drop a video, I'm always filming a video, but I'm always into that interacting with, you know, people online or you know comments or all kinds of things like that so i look at like for me my dream when i first started youtube is to make a difference in the youtube tech space or the youtube platform of what i do right and over the years i clawed my way to try to make a difference in stuff like these podcasts and and you know working with smaller creators Right. Because I, I look at where I came from when I was a, you know, had 700 subscribers, I reached out to larger creators and I didn't get no response. And I always thought that, you know, in order for me to grow, 
right? I needed a little help and a little guidance, and it didn't happen for me. I learned all the the, the bad stuff, you know, uh, through my YouTube journey. So what I decided to do is as my channel get bigger and as I grow, I want to help smaller creators. And believe it or not, I really focus a lot on the smaller creators. If you notice my longevity in YouTube, it's always been about the smaller creators because I've been there and done it. I already know how it feels to not get recognized, putting in the work, but you really not get recognized. You act, you, you try to reach out to a larger creators, but they don't, they don't respond to you. Uh, you know, you ask for guidance, you, you ask for help and the bigger, larger creators don't help, right? They don't help. And I think for me, I do not want to be that person. I don't want, I want to give everybody a fair shake. So when I, you know, when I hooked up with Gigi, Barry, all the creators that, that I'm surrounded by, right? Think about this. All the creators that I'm surrounded by is 5,000 or less subscribers. Think about that for a second, right? I mean, I'm sitting at 60,000, almost 60,000, and I surround myself with creators that's doing a great job. And, I mean, look, Holla at Your Boy has under 1,000 subscribers. You know, Barry, uh, I, I'm not sure what he at right now, but uh, when you look at all the people that I surround myself with is to the, the smaller content creators because I want to help them not do the same mess-ups that I did. And so I give, you know, tips and tricks on the things that I've seen throughout my YouTube career to help them. And so I always focus on that. And look, a lot of creators criticize me, say, well, easy. You, you ought to be, you know, talking to people in your same, you know, or higher, and I disagree with that. I I disagree with that. I disagree. I I believe that I know where I come from, and it, it was a tough, and I know how tough it is. Look, you drop videos, great videos. Your view count it, it's 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 frustrating. You see, you might get you know hundred views, or sometimes less than hundred views. It's frustrating, when, especially when you search and go on YouTube and you see people making the same content and you felt you feel that your content is better than that person right but they got tens of thousands of hundreds of thousands of views and you sitting on a hundred and you try to figure out why why cannot be to that level well you know sometimes you need that that push that helping hand to 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 guide you to you know delight and i think that's what i bring to the table so i work hard seven days a week i usually don't take a day off doing this stuff what gets me is seeing like like you're saying you know seeing people like i'm seeing people literally doing videos where they're doing discussions on things that i talked about a year ago mm -hmm. saying the exact same thing or things mm -hmm. that i've tweeted out like it's an original idea and that frustrates me so much because it's like well here i am and nobody knows my name so it doesn't matter but then they say the exact same thing and it's like i can't i can't even say like like for example, there was this video I did a while back when the uh, the mag the MagSafe battery pack came out yeah. for the iPhone, and I said, you know, what if they added storage to it? What if they made it so that it you know linked up and did this? And I I even did like a a mock up, and I put like a little storage thing on it, and I found the font that they the Apple used and the color, yeah. and I did all this mock. 
year later, almost the exact day, somebody went and did like a 3D render on a video and you like hired one of these people that all like the, you know, the big leakers use to create their renders and you did a video. And it's like they get 100,000 views and you get two. But, you know, the thing is, it doesn't ever it doesn't ever stop me. I right. One video gets 20 views. I just go on and make another one. If I have to make 50 videos to get a thousand views, I'll make 50 videos to get a thousand. Because that's views. motivation. Because it's motivation. Gonna yeah, watch. Somebody that means go 20 watch people yes. watch each of those videos. That's 20 people. That's 20 more people than somebody who makes a video and gets zero. Yes. And there's people that do that. Yes. And, you know, one of the things I was thinking about is. You know, when I've been thinking about, you know, your discussions and your journey and how you've shifted and how your your um, your community that you developed and, you know, inviting people on and doing what you're doing is um, easy computer solutions. Eric is becoming so your goal is that you become so big that people can't ignore you and you use the lessons that you learned and the bridges that you burnt so that other people don't repeat the mistakes that you did. Yeah. You're like Batman. You know how he said like, <laughs> yeah. like, like the whole, you know, the quote of purely being, purely being like I was born into the dark. Uh-huh, yeah. You've experienced that. Yes. You, you've gone through it. You've built your versus like the Iron Man's of the world that, you know, <laughs> use their money and who they know. And yeah. like he built a suit and there's, you know, there, there's some comparable things, but there's the difference in there. Yeah. You know, you've, You've struggled. Yes. You've learned your lessons. Yes. You've been through a lot. Like I've seen even in the last few months you've changed and like Yes. And and to me, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not no big channel or anything that but like when I expressed to you like hey Eric, you know, I noticed like your audio quality. Yes. And I noticed like yeah, you have all these camera angles, but you don't make me nauseous by switching between them. Like your transitions are just brilliant, <laughs> yeah. beautiful, and like the way that you do things and like the joy that you found. I don't know if anybody has told you, but it's like something switched in you, and it's like not that you didn't enjoy it, but I feel yeah. like you found joy in what you're doing again. And I, I also think it's because um, the sponsors that you're working with and the companies that you're working with. Um, you're reviewing tech that you enjoy doing and I can see it. Yeah. And I know that there was probably a point in there. Um, and you don't have to say whether this is, you know, I'm not putting you on the spot, but like, I imagine there were some points in there where you're talking about stuff that you really didn't enjoy, but you did it because like everybody's got to eat. Right. Yeah. So there's probably got to be some stuff in, and people notice, like I notice it, like, but like to see you to the point where you are now and like, you're getting to review stuff and you're, tur- you're I know you're turning down stuff all the time. Yeah. Stuff people send you stuff or or it's like that's not right for my channel but i know somebody who it is and you know you've passed stuff on to other people and you know you've recommend but like that's the cool thing so like i gotta say you know you're sitting there at the numbers that like you know approaching sixty thousand. that's no small number i mean less than point what is that less than point zero one percent of all people even break like ten thousand on here so like and the significance of that is I guarantee that you have more people that consistently watch. You're gaining new people. Yeah. And but the thing is to gain new people at the expense of losing the family that you've developed in like the community and those people potentially going away because they don't like what you're doing anymore because you've shifted and you're trying to gain new people. 
isn't going to benefit you because you could go from 60,000 to 100,000, but what if some 40 of those originally 60,000 decide they don't like you anymore and now you're back down to 60,000 and you only have 20,000, but you've you've now made 40,000 people really mad at you. Yeah. So there's some there's some checks and balances in that. So staying at a certain point has its 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 benefits because you know that you have people that are going to come back. They're going to have your back. Yeah. They're going to be honest with you. They're going to tell you, you know what, Eric, that video was awful. Yeah. Or Eric, um, your audio was off. You need to fix it. Yeah. You know, you know, you're going to have the people that are going to back you. But like, if you do everything possible to try to get to those numbers, you're not going to have somebody like Barry Johnson who's going to be like, bro, you're, you know, um, you know, I can help you with this. Yeah. Like, because he helps everybody. You yeah. know, he does. And you're not going to have what the gadget goddesses that are going to probably say to you, you know, hey, this is how you can make. Um, you know, your content more approachable to to the female side, or this is how you can make, um, you know, thank you for making me more comfortable on the live stream, or this and that. Because I know these conversations happen. Yeah. You're not yeah. going to have, you wouldn't have the community of the people that you have. Um, you know, you have LaShawn, and you have, yeah. you know, all these people, and you wouldn't have the, you know, we pick on each other, and you wouldn't have that camaraderie and that brotherly, you know, the and you wouldn't have the person, the people that, like, if we met in real life, I know that you would just walk up and, you know, nudge me on the shoulder yeah. like that, you know, <laughs> and you wouldn't have the those connections and connections are more important. Yes. Like, because you can, you can gain the, num- the numbers in one area and you can gain the money, but like in the end of like, you can't do anything with it. You can only spend so much. And yeah. I know like. And I know that you're a proud papa and, you know, I know that there's the moments of like being able to buy stuff for your daughter and help her and like the moments of like her getting through school. And I know there's the video of like that you, you know, you have the houses and the car and like all this stuff that you've bought. And yeah, that's necessary and it's awesome. But like at the end of the day, like being proud of what you've, how you've gotten there and where you are, I think is something that a lesson that people need to, and like, yeah, I could probably have passed a thousand. I could have probably been at like ten. I've been doing this since I started. I checked today. My first video was January thirty first, twenty nineteen. Um, I didn't really. I did like three videos, and those were like awful. And then I really started getting more focused, like May of that year. Mm-hmm. So just I would say just over three years ago is really when I got into this. And by mm-hmm. the way, congratulations on your um, on your um, anniversary. You just had June fifth um, was when mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Started, I yeah. Do believe. Yes. Um, and um, you know, but the thing is, we all want to be somewhere higher than what we are. But if we didn't, then we wouldn't have goals, and we wouldn't be motivated, and we wouldn't keep going, and we would just keep doing what we're doing. And you wouldn't learn something new, and you wouldn't add something new to how you create videos and and how you do things. And eventually, it would become boring. Right. And it would become one of those like, well, now it's work and I really don't want to do right. it. Right, yeah. And, and that's the thing, like, when people do this, it's exciting to me and it's cool to me to, like, to see somebody like you who I never would have imagined I would be sitting in this chair one day talking to you doing this. And I never would have imagined that, like, I would see where what you're doing, where you've taken, um, you know, your live streams and, and where you've taken your channel and what you're approaching and, you know... But it's cool to me, like, you were sitting where I am one day. Yeah, I was. Not too long ago, right. really. I was. That's not very long. Right. 
you know, six, seven years is really not that long in perspective yeah. of a thing. And like, I asked for help, and, and, and I didn't get that person sitting in the other chair saying that, hey, listen, I, I got a platform so you can showcase your style. I, w- I want the whole world to hear you. And that's the whole key. Sometimes you just need that, that door to open, you know, and, and, and to walk through that door. That's it. Because guess what? At the end of the day, we still got to put the work in. But we just need that opportunity. You know, when you apply for a job, that dream job that you always wanted. And when you sitting up there in that interview, you sweating bullets. You saying to yourself, I just want that opportunity. I'm going to prove to you that I could do the job. Just give me that opportunity. And it's not begging, but you that's the job you always wanted. That's your dream job. But you're sitting on the other side and you got a, you know, a, a, a big boss critiquing you. And you send yourself... All I need is an opportunity. And that's what I look at when I do this platform. When people hit me up and they say, hey, easy, could you look at my channel? Give me some key pointers. I look at their channel. I send them back information about what I see, right? I'm not perfect. Not so, trust me, just make sure we understand I'm not perfect. But I've been through the valley, I've been through the dumpsters, I've been through the dark times. Right. I did things that I didn't want to do because I was trying to mimic somebody that I wasn't. And I had to realize that Uh, I did things like MCMs and stuff like that. And they stole thousands of dollars from me. Right. I've done I've done those type of things. Uh, I did these stupid boneheaded things on, on my channel that I had to sit back and realize that this is this is not me. Right. And it took for me to sit back and stop and say, you know what? Let's, let's reevaluate what, what I'm doing here. Am I having fun? The answer to that question was no. Am, am I spending too much money? The answer to that question is hell yeah. And my Oracle was letting me know every time I'm spending money on this, this product because I thought a false narrative. And so I say, well, you know what? Let me scale back. And so in 2020, this is this has been recent. 2020, that's when things changed for me, right? I, I re-evaluate the whole channel. The channel got changed differently. Things was a lot better, a lot smoother. I, I, I upgraded some equipment, and I wanted to do things different. My next goal was to do podcasting and stuff like that. So it was levels of goals that I wanted to do. But the, the major, major goal, that I wanted to do is have a platform for people like you to come on and let people know who you are because it's tens of thousands of you, hundreds of thousands of YouTubers out there that's looking and seeking for that one opportunity to get on a platform with a broader audience to, to, to get introduced. That's it. This is, this is a small opportunity. And that's what I bring to the platform. And listen, so I get criticized for things that I do because they believe that I need, I need to not do things like this, not bring in smaller creators, not, you know, it, you know, I, I, my circle need to be up there with the hundreds of thousands of subscriber channels and we all need to mingle together and all that. That's not me. That's fake and phony. And that's one thing that I, I'm not, I'm not fake and phony. I love what I do and I would never be fake and phony and I would never, you know, change how I do things. 
You know, because I believe that I've been there, man. I was in your chair. I'm sitting about. Me. I used to do live streams with one person watching. Lewis. <laughs> it was me Probably. and Lewis. Yeah. And I yeah. was... And I was streaming like I had thousands of people on there. And I always thought that, hey, one day, one day I will have a platform that I could uh, introduce to people that people would look and watch and listen. And, and uh, you know, I you know, and the amazing thing about this is, you know, you get people that are in here listening and stuff. And the, and the cool thing is, you know, you're just you're 11 episodes in. And as you do this more and more and you'll have more people listening. And I don't know, I, like what your numbers are on like you know, Apple music and all that. And, and, uh, you know, Spotify and that, but the, th the thing is this con the, what you're doing, people can be watching or listening to this, you know, years from now. Yeah. And the cool thing for me is like, you could be a couple years from now and let's say I'm, I don't know, I'm all of a sudden at 20,000 subscribers or whatever the numbers are, but maybe I still need something. Somebody happens upon this conversation. They go, you know, what? I think Michael's a cool guy. He would be the perfect person for our company. Yeah. And without this opportunity, that might not ever happen. Absolutely. So, you know, I, I think that's what people need to think is really cool about this. And and like and also don't people need to understand, like, don't be afraid to reach out and talk to people. I know. I mean, you asked me to be on here and I was like. Okay, cool. I mean, like, <laughs> I was like, I was like, I, I was a little surprised because I was like, I, I'm like, you're having the El Jefe's and the, yeah. and, you know, and, the, and I was like, I was going to make a joke. I was like, I see how it is. You had to have all the big guys because you knew after you talked to Michael that, that you weren't going to be able to talk for a while because I'm a talker and you need to get all those done before. No, no um, it was a But that's the thing, like, that's amazing to me is like, the other thing that this does is this provides confidence to people. Yes. Um, and, you know, I'm, I like to think I'm pretty confident, especially compared to where I was not too long ago. Um, I mean, even if you look at, like, the days just before um, Tech King Mike, you know, with his, with his, his fights there, his, you know, tech fights and all yeah. that, just before. And then I was on one of those, and it, like, it lit up something, and, and those things change. And, like, we don't think about if you don't, take the opportunities you'll never know what can happen from it but uh, the same idea like if you don't give somebody the opportunity you know what i mean you, yeah. there's nothing that says you have to right. but like a lot of times that blesses you back and you never know like because all you know from me is what you know what how we've interacted on twitter yeah. and, and and stuff and like calling in but you never know like what's gonna happen you never know um you know, there could be some day where I happen to connect with some company and I'm like, you know what, Eric would also be really good at that. And it can come right back to you. So that's why it's like never, never miss opportunities to bless others and be blessed and interact because you never know. I mean, never expect it to benefit you, but you never know when it can. And you never know what fun you're going to have, what joy you're going to have, you know, what conversations you're going to have. Um the laughter, you know, some of the interactions, <laughs> the things that you're going to discuss, um, you know, the, the, con just that the connection is, yeah. is awesome. And it, you know, it's, and you know, it's cool to me. And I, and I am, you know, <laughs> extremely blessed by hey. this, you know, you have no idea, you know, and, 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 it, for, and for like everybody sitting down with one of my, with one of my <laughs> idols, you have no idea. Really, dude. Thank really. You. Hey, you know what? It, for everybody that listens to this podcast and everybody that watch, 
um, I reached out to Michael Pepper. Um, and I reach out to everybody. Everybody that comes on this podcast, I reach out to them. And they, did, they didn't have no idea. And I have a, a list of people that I want to reach out every week. Now, some weeks I want to go solo because, I, I, you know, I like to talk, you know, just talk to my audience solo. But every week I got I got a list. And not only that, but I want to bring back people that I've already had on the podcast. So it's, it's listen, you you eventually you get another request invite from me again, because this is what I, I want this show not to be about tech all the time, but I want it to be about family. And I look at my crew, my creators out there that's doing the right thing. All right. Now, not everybody doing the right thing, by the way. Right. But the creators that's doing the right thing that want to have a conversation that want to have some fun. I have this platform that's available for them. And so I will, I reach out to people and, and, uh, you know, even on, listen, my big show on Wednesday, I've invited people on my show on Wednesday, you know, I have call-ins and, and, and stuff like that. It's because I don't want people to think that, oh my God, he has, you know, a big show on Wednesday. It, but, but I mean, could, uh, is it possible that I could join one day? And it's like, hey, people hit me up and say, Hey, uh, I remember Going back to Kia Two Technical hit me up and said, "Hey, I want to join your podcast. I want to join your Why Wednesday one day," and I'm immediately like, "Like sure, right?" And and so after that, she's like, "Really?" And like, "Yeah." So I sit tell Link and she came on and had a this a a blast of a time, and that's that brings joy to me. So that brings joy to me that I'm able to help fellow creators. That's that's the goal. That's the purpose. And I want my community to know. I want my fans to know. I want everybody to know that the people runs this channel. This channel is for the people, not for me. That I work for the people. I'm not a politician, but I want people to know that. I say this all the time. I made a video about this. I say this YouTube channel is for the people. And for every creator out there, if you Think that way. If you realize that, if your channel is for the people that make videos for the people, be for the people because the people go be for that, be there for you. Now it go be bumpy rolls in, in between that, you know, it go be bumpy rolls here and there, but be sincere about it. And listen, look yourself in the mirror and say, Hey, am I doing this for the money or if I'm doing it for, for the people? If you're doing it for the money, I mean, that's all good. Just be transparent about it. Everybody run their YouTube channel different. That's that's here or there. I can't tell people how to run their channel, right? That's how people do it. Some people, they, they do things differently. It's all good. But this channel is about the people. And so the people is not the 100,000 subscribers, the 200,000 subscribers, the 1 million subscribers. The people sometimes are the ones that got 700 subscribers like yourself or uh, less than 1,000 subscribers. Somebody that need a platform. 784 now. I just got two comments saying a uh, new subscriber uh, from Easy's Live All right. podcast. There you go. I was like, that is awesome when people <laughs> comment like that. I was like, yeah, but it's true though. Like the whole thing about like, you know, are you doing it for the money or whatever? Because, you know, you'll, you'll hear people say, you know, well, I can't read a view to that device because nobody's going to watch. My thing is I've given up on that. I'm like, people, because I can go do a device that I think a bunch of people are going to watch. 
and maybe they watch one video, but then I can pick up a device that I don't think anybody's gonna, and I get, you know, and I'm getting, you know, 20 views on the other ones, yeah. and all of a sudden I get, like, 40 views on that one, which isn't much, but, like, for, like, go in perspective, you know, and it can build from there. And I get, like, some people, they do, their whole channel's all about iPhone or all about Samsung or, right. you know, all about accessories for a particular. And I get that because you don't want to be too all over the place. But at the same time, like, if I did that, I would get just bored because how much can you talk about, like, the same <laughs> device with the same... So, yeah. I mean, it's true. Like, I'm just not the person that can do that. And eventually it's like... I'm just repeating myself out with a different product for the same, you know, for the same thing. And I, I just can't do it. And I've seen people do it and I've seen people get burnt out doing it. Yeah. And I've seen people change and expand because, you know, I've seen these channels where like they get every Umadigi device sent to them and they cover every single one and people watch. But like you can tell that there's a recipe. Yeah. And I like the authentic city and I like yeah. the non-artificial and I like the... Even if you're going to do notes on it, and even if it's scripted, and I know you do scripts and stuff, but, like, it doesn't feel like it's, like, oh, great, Eric's just doing the same recipe on a, you know, same uh, different device, same recipe, you know, same, yeah. t you know, just replace the word with the word. And, like, people need to, to do that, and that's the way life should be. Yeah. Like, can you imagine if you did that with other relationships in life and you're just every conversation is the same thing, every interaction <laughs> was the same thing, how boring yeah, you would Yeah, it would be get, boring, yeah. You know, and, you know... And the and I think part of it, you know, the politics of of what we do too, you know, oh, yeah. comes into play oh, yeah, yeah. hugely. And you know, I get people commenting about like I've had weird comments and uh, things I would never expect somebody to be like. And I'm like, I have a small channel, and you think that my comment is like not anything compared to these big channels that say the same thing about a product, yeah. you know? And it'll be interesting to see where tech goes. Um, Earlier when you are talking about the Z Fold and where that's going, right? And we are talking about one of the things I would love to see them do with software because they talked about this back in the day with DeX was 4K. Mm -hmm. And now that they have their, you know, they just launched not too long ago the second generation of their Galaxy Book series. Mm -hmm. And they're using like the new um, 12th gen chip and the new Intel Evo processing. And they, mm -hmm. and they have ones that have like dedicated graphics in there too. But like, processing power is up to have full support when you do when you connect up and you do the wireless decks to mm. a lap to the laptop at least on theirs to bring that and even like when you dock it to bring it because there's some of the things that like i'm seeing now like we're seeing apple with this their version of that that's going to be coming out with ipad os 16 but the one thing that differentiates it to me is like when I do it on the iPad mm -hmm. and you do it on the second screen, it's the same on both. Yeah. Where, where like with Dex, right, you you get like the tablet UI on your tab and Dex on the external. Mm -hmm. I would love to see Samsung say, you know what, we're going <laughs> to let you do it on both. It would make it so easy yeah. for developers, so easy. And, you know, I think that's where they're headed, though, is because yeah. we're really what else can they do beyond adding new stuff with software right. making things and kind of fulfilling some of the things that they thought they could do before and actually bringing that through yeah i remember you know when the original deck stock came out and it was like you're gonna be able yeah. to output for output 4k and we're finally yeah like my my tab <laughs> s8 got an update uh -huh. um and it's actually and i noticed when i connected up to my 1440p monitor it actually is doing 1440p where nice. previously it was limited to 1080p yeah um 
I don't have a working dongle, but I'm going to get one to connect it with my 4K TV and see if it's doing that now. Mm -hmm. But like, this is where technology is going is like the, the hardware is so caught up now that mm -hmm. I think they can do the things that they wanted to do with software before. Yeah. Um, and it's exciting and, you know, motivating. And I think that that's one thing that people need to take about, you know, if you want to, that I can relate that to my channel too, is like, I finally feel comfortable enough and like, I have everything that I need to just sit back and do what I want to do. And I can just sit down here and I can sit down and record. And it's not so stressful of like mm -hmm. having to set up a whole new thing every time. You know, you have, you have your space station there yes. and you know, <laughs> I know you, ha you had the days where like, you're going trying to find somewhere outside that's quiet to record, mm -hmm. or you're trying to figure out like where to sit, where you're not going to have background noise. You're not going to bother other people. And to be able to just sit down and do that, it takes away the stress so much. Yeah. It makes recording so much better. And like, I can sit down and I can record a quick five minute video because something's on my mind. Yeah. And you just lose it sometimes. Yeah. Like you go to sit down to record and the idea's out of your head. And you're yeah. like, well, I'm not going to do it anymore because it's not authentic anymore and it's staged and it's not like the in the moment. But when you have everything set up and ready to go it's awesome yes and i'm finally ready to take things in that direction and and do the things that i wanted to do mm -hmm. that i told myself i could do that i pushed myself too far too fast and now but now i'm comfortable enough that i i know i can do it and yes. i'm confident enough and that's where i think i'm seeing things headed and wanting to take things and wanting to truly show like how i live with the tech and doing some of the vlog style stuff and doing like the outside stuff mm -hmm. and walking around with it and like um, figuring out a way to record over my shoulders so mm. I can like show my device while I'm recording is my next thing I'm going to figure out. And it doesn't have to be that difficult. Right. GoPro, I know, I know people use GoPros and stuff, but like rigging up my, because I use my iPhone to shoot a lot uh -huh. because easeability is like oh, that's, the that's number, number one, one thing, thing. Yeah, tell yeah, people, yeah. if you're gonna get into it use your phone because you can shoot and you can edit on it or yes. you know you can transfer it to your computer really easily and then edit and so you know when you're just getting started you're trying to get the confidence in recording but then you sit down and it's like now i got hours of editing because you're learning your tools mm -hmm. so just use something that's simple you know to be able to record on your phone and then edit on it takes that away and now you know and then you can step it up and you can use davinci resolve and luma fusion and all this cool stuff and like i see you covering decks and i see you covering yeah. this stuff and you're sitting there with like the multiple monitors and, it's <laughs> yeah. amazing. and then there, there's like mr p that does all this and that's yeah. the cool thing to see technology expanding yes. but yes. like that's where i want to take things with me as well because i see my channel now finally becoming a reflection of really who i am yeah um, not that it was a lie before, but like I just didn't have the confidence to like in the tools to really show myself through that method. And now I feel like I'm finally the artist with like the full set of brushes. I'm finally the photographer with all the lenses that I need. Mm -hmm. I'm finally the you know the confidence there, and I love it. And I'm excited, and I'm stoked, and I'm happy. Yes, and, you know, and <laughs> I can see you happy. Look, man, before we get out of here. Um, Episode number 11 for this podcast, by the way. But uh, you want to let everybody know how to, if, if they wanted to contact you, I would leave your link down in the description. But um, you want to let people know how they can contact you, uh, your Twitter I'm, handle, your Twitter handle. 
I'm at Michael Pepper TT on Twitter because it was Tech Talk uh-huh. back in the day, and t- and because due to the limitations, I can't spell out Tech. I can only get two <laughs> after my name. <laughs> The fifteen syllable, the fifteen character limit. So it's Michael Pepper TT on there, but it's at Michael Pepper Tech Talk everywhere else, like Instagram or at Michael Pepper Tech on Instagram. I have a Facebook page, my YouTube um, are all in there, and you know I also have Michael Pepper Photography. So um, if you just want the photography side, I have an Instagram that's that as well. Um, all right. And you know people that want to reach out, um, you know companies, whatever. Um, I have a. I need to I need to expand to it, but I have a Michael Pepper Tech at Gmail as well. There you go. Um, that people can reach out that way, you know, interact. Uh, whatever. I really appreciate you coming, man. Uh, podcast number eleven, y'all. Man, that's what I'm talking about. Good conversation. If you want to see the video portion of this podcast, go to the Tech Preacher channel and make sure you subscribe and make sure that you go to michael pepper tech talk i got his link down in the description and man that's what i'm talking about podcast number 11 y'all i want to give a huge thanks to michael pepper for coming through man i really appreciate you salute to you sir thank you thank you very much all right y'all another episode in the books baby that's what i'm talking about the tech preacher we out of here thank y'all very much that's what i'm talking about Woo! Yes! I like that song right there.